Hello again, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Uh, Allie, good to be with you, sir. Absolutely good to be with you, too, and super, super excited about today's interview. Um, wow. I mean, it's just going to be a great one, so um, I can't wait. Yeah, and so uh, you want to introduce who we have on the line with us today on the live broadcast? Absolutely, without a doubt. And I and I also uh, I want to say that, uh, you know, I, I met this individual probably about 25 years ago. We sat and talked and hit it off and kept in touch quite regularly for a long time and then kind of just saw each other through Facebook and the Internet and different events, but uh, always stayed in touch and um, always was a great, honorable, friendly, respectful individual you know and for me that's the hugest thing in the martial arts you know i've met many grandmasters and many grand poobahs and all these other titles right and and you know sometimes you know they they look down their nose at you and not even knowing who you are and what you do but uh grandmaster parks always have been the greatest and the nicest and the friendliest and the most respectful individual and that to me right there shows so much about his integrity as a martial artist and as a person so um you know, Master Park is a martial arts school owner of, of four locations. Um, his headquarters school is in Coral Springs, Florida. And, and please, Master Park, correct me if I say anything incorrectly, but a multi-school owner, the head of his own federation, has been training since he was a young child and um, you know, has thousands of students under his guidance and, and direction. And um, also the owner or part owner of a Sparks membership, which is a, a software that Dwayne, you and I absolutely love uh, to death. I mean, I'm a huge fan of this software and trust me, I'm in the industry, you're in the industry, but uh, I've looked at every software that's out there. And um, this was the only one that got me to get involved. Every other one was missing this or missing that. So I'm now a proud member of Sparks. I have all three of my schools in it. I have recommended to to dozens of my friends. So uh, phenomenal. And, you know, Master Parks is actually on his way to one of his locations driving. Um, he's a super busy guy. So uh, he's here with us right now. And uh, anything that you'd like to add, Dwayne? Um, no, no, I'm just excited about the opportunity to get, get to know Master a little bit uh, uh, better, as, at least as much as you can via a, uh, uh, you know, a podcast. But uh, to find out, you know, uh, a little bit more about him, how he runs his schools. And, uh, yeah, you know, usually I am the one that uh, actually bites the bullet on the uh, the software side of things. And, and then I'm recommending things to you saying, yeah. hey, you, know, you really need to get on this, Sally. Right. Uh, and you uh, switched over to Spark uh, well before I did. And then I asked you a ton of questions. And by the way, I just want to say this, that this podcast is not all about Spark uh, and uh, the Spark membership software. Although I think we would do our listeners a disservice if we didn't talk at least a little bit uh, about it. Um, but yeah, it's kind of funny that you you took action before I did on software, which is uh, unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. I I usually let you be the guinea pig and you tell me. And by the way, we've had you you and I probably combined had about 10 different softwares that we were using to run our schools that actually were um, we got rid of by using Sparks because it did all of those different things. I do have to correct you on one thing, Allie. Yeah. And uh, here's what I'm going to correct you on is uh, my staff gets on me 
and I'm doing a really good job now. Yeah. But you're not helping me because okay. you always put an S at the end. It's spark, not sparks. Spark. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. And, and here's the neat thing is, is that uh, it only takes a spark. It doesn't take sparks. It only takes a spark, by the way, just so you know. Very good. So Grandmaster Park, welcome to our, our podcast. And I'm so honored to have you here. You're cutting in and out, sir. Can you hear him, Allie? I can't hear what he's, I can't hear what you're saying, sir. Let's see if we can uh, do something about that. You might need to log in and then log back out, sir. Yep, that's what he's going to do. All right. Yeah, cool. Hey, technology, right? It's, it's some of it's awesome. And sometimes it's a little bit of a struggle, but um, we've had our share of little things on my end. <laughs> my, all of a sudden I'd wake up and for some strange reason, my, my camera doesn't want to work that day. So uh, that's the one thing about technology. It's not always going to be perfect, right? Which is a good thing or else the, the robots will be running the world right now. Well, and you know, he's on his mobile phone. He's using the app in order to, uh, to log in. And if he, you know, goes to a, uh, a Wi-Fi area or something that might make a difference. So here he's, he's logging back in right now. Okay. Awesome. All right. Can you hear okay, us? Sir? So, sorry about that guy. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah. We can hear you perfect now. Okay. Perfect. Sorry about that. So anyway, great to have you here on our call. I'm really honored and, and thankful that you're here with us. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, it's really exciting to be on here, especially Shihan. Yes. We've known each other for, um, geez, several decades. Yeah. And, um, we definitely had some really good connections and talking about the the spirit of martial arts. And I think that's one of the reasons that we've stayed connected all these decades because, um, you know, we share the same value, which is being a true martial artist. I think this day and age, our fundamental, basic, core beliefs of martial arts is kind of dissipating and disappearing. And what was common it's becoming uncommon, and I think um, martial artists like yourself and Dwayne is really keeping us spirit up, and and that's that is awesome, and it's important to constantly remind our industry the roots and the values of what being a martial artist is all about, and not the physical and the violence aspects of it. Yeah, well, well, speaking of that, maybe I could ask you a question because that's a great segue into a good question. And now, so you have your four schools. You're the headmaster of all the schools. You have instructors, obviously, under you, helping you run your organization. How is it that you keep that spirit alive? Because the nucleus of that message is you, right? The you are the tradition, and you you know you're teaching an art that you were brought up in and that you love. And sometimes in the modern generation, they don't have that desire like we used to, or that that real desire for that martial art history or that culture. How do you keep that alive in your studios? It's a big one because a lot of a lot of school owners are throwing away that tradition because they think that they can't survive with with it. What's well, your thoughts? You 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 said something very important. In that sentence you said history, culture, and tradition. That is what makes today. That is what that is the past, and that is the roots of what made such thing as in this martial arts what it is and those are the very foundations that has built the art in our culture in our western culture so it's very important that we cannot forget the tradition 
the root because it is something that has migrated from Eastern culture to the Western society. And I think when we forget that, that it was brought here by our core people, Grand Masters. Key, please. I'm so sorry. Sunan. Sorry, guys. That's okay. And I think it's very important that we have to go back to that root. I think some of that spirit of um, honor, um, noble, the integrity of martial arts is somewhat uh, has been redefined and somewhat lost. And um, business has got into it. And we have a lot of also newcomers. You know, we have a whole generation of this MMA um, and we have a whole generation of a lot of grappling people coming in that are so passionate about the art. I think they're losing a little bit of sight of what makes martial arts and what has brought martial arts to what it is today. And that is basically, you know, the, the code of being a warrior. Right. And I think we need to get back to that foundation and keep doing a powerful job. Uh, I mean, we have made public awareness of martial arts more than ever in the 70s, 80s, and then the 90s, a Karate Kid explosion happened, and I think that was a um, a, a pinnacle point, um, one little paradigm shift that really started educating the public the benefits of the martial arts to the family. You know, that's what right. Karate Kid did, and I think our industry um, transcended to another level, and I think we should not forget to do that because Yes, being, um, I mean, martial arts is what made martial arts, but at the same time, what makes martial artists, what makes martial arts is the martial artist behind that art. Did that make sense? Absolutely. <laughs> so, and I think we need to really uh, fundamentally never forget that. And, you know, we, we, we have a religion, and that, and that religion is the spirit of martial arts, and that is based on the code of being a warrior you know courtesy modesty integrity perseverance self-control i think that is our bible i think it should be printed posted highly visible and promote to our students and parents hey this is a belief of our school this is what martial arts has been built upon and this is what makes martial artists and i think that is a core message and that's one of the most important things i told master ron sell listen you know, I, you know, my father's grandmaster, my late father's grandmaster, Chung Soo Park, very well known by Korean culture. I don't want to be the software guy, the next software guy in the industry. I am a true martial arts Taekwondo, Kwanjang Nim, and I don't want that reputation to be compromised. But I do believe that technology is the most powerful way to help school owners to relieve a lot of their tedious duties. And with that mindset, Focus building on something powerful that can help them from a technology point of view, from a martial artist mindset. Yeah, Dwayne, you want to add anything to that? Uh, no, I, I I think that uh, uh, the uh, traditional martial arts is it's so important, um, and I don't think that it's lost uh, by any stretch of the imagination at all. Um, in fact, I have a poll up right now that people can. Uh, uh, type in on and, uh, you know, do they teach a traditional martial art? Yes or no. Or uh, do they have, uh, you know, a mixture, you know, maybe a mixture of uh, of tradition and also mixed or whatever. 
because I, I think it's important to, you know, for us as traditional martial artists, and 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 I I would say I do a traditional martial art because I we do Tang Soo Do, but I have uh, gone to maybe some other things in order to enhance um, you know, my my program in totality. You know, does uh, the traditional martial arts cover you know how to handle a a a, uh, a you know a bully with regards to how I communicate you know X Y or Z to the parent or to the school and those type of things? No, I had to go out and get some extra education in order to know how to do that. But the traditional martial art gave me that foundation, if that makes sense. Um, so I and and Ali, you and I have done this before. We believe as a as a traditional martial arts school that we are one of, if not the last line of defense for um, for our kids and also adults, but for uh, the population, uh, you know, in order to be taught these uh, disciplines and values and those type of things, because where else are they going to get it? You know, Grandmaster, you talked about that this is our um, religion or whatever, but it, it kind of is right. I mean, People aren't going to church. People aren't going to these other things in order to get these uh, these values. And so we have to, as martial artists, we have to be the ones that are teaching uh, the rights and the wrongs because they're not getting it. I think as martial artists, we need to um, remind ourselves and empower in today's world that we are needed more than ever. And we need to take on a little bit more of a fiduciary responsibility to keep up the safety and instill the importance of self-defense. And when I say safety and self-defense, I'm not talking about ability to twist somebody's wrist when they put your hands on your shoulder. It's, it's the ability and to have the confidence and the spirit of not doing that and understanding that true self-defense comes from our soul and our spirit, not from our body. And I think it's important to teach that to the general society, because these day and age, I mean, I was watching the news the other day. They said the, uh, the amount of violence, gun violence, that's gone up, and and just it, it's just it, we, we. I mean, I mean, when we were growing up, gentlemen, I mean, we, what what did our moms do? You know, they just basically say get back home before the sun goes down. Yeah, and then yeah, we we came home, right? I mean, these day and age, we can't even let our children play in the front yard of our home without fear of their integrity being compromised. You know, right. this is the type of world that we live in. You know, we live in a world where everybody is in some form of danger. I mean, there are attacks in our society that that's unimaginable is happening. And I think yeah. the safety of our families have, it's been compromised. And I think as martial artists, it's very important. We have the power to really make a difference in our communities, you know, by empowering safety, by increasing self-esteem, inner strength, and teaching them not to live in fear. Yeah. I mean, I, I also wanted to add what I loved about your first set of comments about that whole entire educating the clientele, educating the students that we are that, that place for them to go, that we are this family, that we are um, a cultural 
understanding and learning aspect for their children and also for the adults. I mean, I always tell my staff because they get caught up in the next MMA move and they want to teach some more grappling stuff or whatever they're doing um, that they love because it's, you know, the younger generation likes that. Um, but I always say that a lot of my students come to me because we're a classical martial art that teaches spirituality and teaches patience and perseverance and understanding much more so than how to snap a wrist or how to kick someone in the face. And and they want that blend. It's a holistic kind of training center rather than just a fight school. And uh, that's what I love about what you do. Your schools are very traditional, right? Yes, sir. It does. It is. I think it's, I think it's important to really educate our students say, Hey, when you come in that door, you're wearing a uniform, that uniform, represents a certain core set of values and you are big part of that values that's why you are wearing those uniform and it's important to understand there's a sense of responsibility that comes with wearing that uniform you are a martial artist you are here to strengthen your spirit and as you become stronger you know that's why you know, I, I love Spider-Man. That you know, th- there's that philosophy with great power becomes great responsibility. Right. You know, and, and, and that message is clearly conveyed in every Spider-Man movie. And I think we can use that as a metaphor, especially to our young students. Say, remember, when you're wearing that uniform, it's like being Spider-Man. You know, when you become a Spider-Man, you have great power. And if you have power, you have to have responsibilities. That right. comes with those power. And I think it's important to really train that kind of mindset, not wearing a uniform because it's really cool or wearing that belt because, oh, and um, getting back to the roots in that sense and always just, you know, stick with the, um, the training to become a martial artist through the practice of martial arts. That's, that's so true. So, um, Dwayne, any, any questions on that? I mean, as far as, or any, any other things, any, any questions you'd like to ask? Cause I know we only have a limited amount of time with Grandmaster Park, but at the, so at the same time, I know you have a lot of great questions. Yeah. I'm just curious. Um, you know, what, what advice, I guess, would you give to, um, you know, school owners that, well, maybe a twofold question. One for those that, those that are traditional and are being bombarded that they need to switch um, you know, what would you say to them? And then secondly, uh, those individuals that, um, you know, have switched, if you will, and are battling, uh, that switchover, meaning there's still a conflict within them. How do you know, what would you say to maybe both of those segments of the population? Well, I think one of the most important things to understand, I mean, in society, we have the yin yang balance. I mean, that yin-yang balance is a very powerful symbol. But, um, I mean, so powerful, it's become a, like a even a fashion statement. But I think as martial artists, we need to study that sign and really understand the yin-yang represents the two equalities of life. In order to become a successful martial artist, you know, we have to have that true spirit of martial arts. But at the same time, understand when you are opening that door every day, you are opening a business and you are opening a business of martial arts in every business. 
there's a general law that we have to follow as a business owner. You know, whether it be a martial arts school, a, um, a, a baking shop, a, a clothing retail. And I think that's an area a lot of traditional martial artists kind of, um, what word am I looking for? You know, kind of feel like, oh, no, this is not about money. Oh, this is not about uh, uh, charging tuition. I want, but then they're always struggling with, you know, 50, 60, 70 students that can't come over to hump where they would like to have hundreds of students. And every school should have hundreds of students because if you do, that's more impact that you are making into the community. But right. you don't make that kind of impact where you are reaching out to hundreds of students because you can multiply that by three because everybody has family. So if you have 100 students in reality, you're impacting like close to <clears throat> three to 400 individuals. So if you have that kind of power, why not educate yourself to run your school in a proficient, professional manner where students and parents feel the organization. It's, the place is not a havoc. It doesn't smell like foot. You know, yeah. and, and it's not carpet, and then there's not lawn chairs with tennis balls in the bottom, you know, and folding chairs, you know. So, in that sense, you know, representing yourself professionally because there's so much resources out there, and they can say, well, you know, everybody wants to charge me money to learn something. No, there are a lot of martial arts group, and there are a lot of successful martial arts that's willing to share their information. You know, where there's a will, there's a way. But there's that saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink, right? If, yeah. if, if the true will's not there, they're never going to learn. So one of the most important things I can do is they change that mindset. And you know what? If you love martial arts that much, to a point, some people have quit triple-digit 401k plus benefits careers to teach martial arts, to open a martial arts school, and then they're only teaching on a level they can't reach out to the maximum with a, a pay cut that's only giving them a third of what they're doing. They're struggling to pay rent, and they can't get enough students in through the door. If it's, that's the situation, there are so many things that they can do with individual <coughs> groups like ourselves that can help them and teach them. But the only way to do that is for them to change their mindset. And also, they got to understand, hey, time is the most evil enemy that we have you want to know why once it goes forward it never comes back yeah guess what we only live once <clears throat> i just turned 50 this year you know yeah it's a reality check you know you never go back so i think you know martial artists need to understand that hey you know what if you keep doing what you've always done you're going to always get what you've always gotten and if you don't make some hardcore paradigm shifts guess what Next thing you know, you're going to be <laughs> in the later parts of the life. And I should have, I could have, you know, I wanted to, but I, you know, I still have 70, 80 students I did 10 years ago. Yeah. Then what kind of impact are you really making that you're not aligning yourself with your belief of passion that you meant you were to do? That, that is so true. And, and you know what? You, there are so many key points that you, you said here, which what number one was, you know, make your school a place, a destination, right? Something, something where um, 
people are proud to be, where they want to sit, where it doesn't smell like feet, where they're not sitting on a $4 lawn chair, where I, I've seen your schools uh, in, on your website and on different tours on video. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, I had a parent one time recently um, call me up and complain because my lobby was a little warm in the summertime. Meanwhile, the door was opening and closing all day. And I kind of giggled and said, wow, you should check out some of the other schools. And he got angry and he said, well, you want me to go somewhere else? I said, no, I want you to check out other schools. Well, lo and behold, he's my biggest fan right now. And he loves my schools now because he's like, I can't believe that that's out there. And I'm I'm complaining that your, your lobby looks like a Starbucks, you know, and uh, it's gorgeous. So that's a super important factor. And I love the fact that you're saying too that, you know, they have to continually keep learning. If they're not learning, they're not progressing. And martial artists, though, are one stubborn bunch of people, though, sometimes. Yes, yes, oh, my God, it's hard to, hard to break through. Like Dwayne says, that last half inch of the journey is the skull, right? And, oh, my God, it's so difficult. So give us some advice. And, and, uh, and Dwayne, if you have any questions, too, on this. Uh, but give us, like, maybe one or two um, bits of advice for a new school owner. Like, what do you think is, like, the top priority? Or what is a good tip of things that they should be doing, et cetera, et cetera? I mean, you know, at the end of the day, no matter how much of a great product or master instructor or that without, you know, marketing, without getting the word out to your community, it's it's just it's no good. You know, want, you, you got to I mean, there's there's two ways to make your successful to get um, traffic into your school. Either you freaking spend a ton of money out there or you got to hit the pavement. You got to freaking get the backpack. Get in your uniform, put like 10 uniforms in your backpack and bring in, you know, I mean, this works. You know, I, I say it all the time and I've done a thorough live on it. Go up to people and invite them to your school. Like October was a great month. You know, October is, was a great month to do this. You know, we're raising money for breast cancer awareness. If you donate $20, I'll give you a karate uniform right now and four weeks of lessons at my school and you're helping fight cancer. And donate some of the proceeds proceeds to fight for cancer and $20, you know, $11 covers the cost of the uniform. And then boom, right there in the spot, get their name and phone number, schedule the first class. We did that month of October. And I swear to you, we got hundred appointments. Wow. Just from that one source. I mean, we did, we did, you know, pumpkin patch community event. Uh, we had to spend like about $500 on the booth, but we were there for two days. We sold over 50 paid trials. So there's <clears throat> there's no reason <clears throat> that if school owners are willing to bust their ass, hit the pavement, you can get 20, 30 students a month. Right, right. Just from, from, just from that technique alone. So, so from what you're saying, though, what I love that you're saying is that um, – you got to get out there and do it, right? It's not what's the next fandangled internet program, learning how to do Facebook ads and learning how to blah, blah, blah technology. So you could sit on your butt and, and, you know, do that. You got to, you recommend old school, which I, I also do that as well. Get out there, meet people, talk to people, talk to your clients, ask for referrals. You know, the, that's a great idea. I love the cancer, uh, the cancer awareness, uh, you know, thing. That's a phenomenal idea. That's, that's, that's close to my heart because I, I lost my mom to cancer and cancer is something that we're all impacted by. Yeah. And you, you know what? Um, we live in a great culture. People are very compassionate and very giving. And if you ask for the support, a lot of people will 
support that cause, you know, especially. And then it's not about so much <coughs> them donating. If there's any, any peak of interest, they'll take the $10, $20 out, give it to you, and set an appointment because, hey, you know what? He been kind of wanting to do karate for a little while. So, hey, maybe this is a call to do that. You know, so things like that. And you know what? I mean, social media, digital marketing, that's somewhat new in our industry. But it's been around for a very long time. Gosh, my throat. Excuse me. But I want to I give this mindset to school owners. My late father, Grandma's Junk Soup Park, growing up, every October, he made this phone call. And this guy will come out in a business suit. We signed. Basically, it was a Yellow Page ad. Do you remember the Yellow Page books? I mean, book. The, yeah. The thick, the thick Yellow Page book. Yeah. yeah. And back then, he made sure he put a dollar size ad in the Yellow Page book. And every January, that Yellow Page was, book was dropped in every business at homes. And he'd open it and make sure our ad was there. And and that was in the 80s. And he made sure. And that back then, gentlemen, it was like... <clears throat> I remember it was expensive. It was like five, six hundred bucks. Yeah. <clears throat> now the yellow pages doesn't exist that book because it, it went into the matrix, right? Right. So if my father back in the days, eighties, was spending five, six hundred dollars a month, three decades later, how much is a school owner spending? With with with, with the time going forward, we should be spending at least three times that. Yeah. Right? But are we? No, because the yellow pages disappeared. You just don't spend that money? No, that's right. crazy. You know, if anything, that's going into the matrix. An average school should be spending double that amount from back at what my father was. Right. And that's the problem. That's the mindset is not there. So I mean digital marketing and social media marketing, yes, it's become a science. It's not like back in the days where my father just picked up the phone and the guy came out and just gave him a check every month and there was a page. Everybody went to for karate classes. They went to Big Thick Book. Now that Big Thick Book is a worldwide web, and there is a little bit of science and education to understand it. But that's available at the tip of our finger. You go to YouTube. You go to Google. Put social media marketing basics one hundred and one. Everything is there. Yeah. So I think it's um important to um, start setting new set of habits of school owners there's no reason why you guys can be successful there's no reason why a school should only have 60 70 80 100 students they should have hundreds of students or resources out there to have that kind of ability there's either you grind bust your freaking ass out there and get leads and get students in or spend ton of money to be in front of the community you just gotta hustle you just have to hustle and what, yeah, and I think what you're also saying too is, um, you know, you keep bringing up the word mindset, and I think that's the toughest part, right? And that's not just with martial arts school owners, but it's with anybody, any business owner that you talk to, um, that when you say, you know, you should do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, whatever, you know, the the, the thing that often comes back is what? Well, that that doesn't work in my area, or I've right. tried it, but um, exactly. Yeah. And I guess my question would be, and, and, uh, you know, how you can't make, like you said this, you, you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You can't make that school owner get it. Uh, it's either time or it's, uh, pain 
that is going to uh, force them, and some never get it, but it's either time or pain or something that's going to force them to, uh, uh, you know, allow them to get it. And, and unfortunately, some people have to go through that, right? Yes, yes, it, it is true. I mean, you know, I mean, I've had a little bit of, you know, health scare, and it took that to really get my attention to make some subtle lifestyle changes. But it's unfortunate that we have to experience pain that's going to impact impact you emotionally to take action and and, and it's true people will immediately take action to avoid pain rather than gain pleasure and maybe it's a pain of um, not able to make rent maybe it's a pain of not able to provide the food you know and i think school owners need to i don't know it's, it's kind of you know kind of sucks that you got to get to that desperation to realize a change you got to make in your school to make it successful rather than by passion and purpose. And I always say this, everybody, you know, we should be very proud because, you know, martial arts is a very passion driven industry and that's really hard to find. I mean, I have friends that are so successful and they say, man, I hate what I do. I hate right. what I do. <laughs> and they drive Lamborghinis and Ferrari goes, Oh, if I could, if I could, I'd rather do this, but you know, they do it for monetary reasons that is non-purpose driven. well and we have right we have such a a great opportunity like you said you know and i jokingly say this we are the only profession that has uh, uh that has hand movements and sound effects when somebody asks us about it right when somebody goes hey how's that karate thing going or they say to you how's that whoa you know stuff going <laughs> i mean if i was a uh uh, you know, if I was a, uh, a doctor, nobody says, you know, hey, how's that doctor thing going? You know, nobody does that. How's that accounting thing going? Nobody <laughs> does that. We are the only profession that has sound effects and hand movements to go with it. Not to mention, I think that we are one of the only um, industries, right? The only only job that, you know, we can do what we love, love what we do and make such an impact for um a longer period of time. I don't know about you. Retirement is is not a word that is in my dictionary. Oh yeah, me. I totally agree. You know, they're like, "What are you retire?" I'm like, "You know what? Martial arts, especially the position. You know, as I get older, my position becomes more esteemed. Okay, it's not like, okay, listen, you're you're hitting your seventies now. You should really think about not doing this karate anymore. No, as yeah. I become more seventy years old, you know." I become more the guru, the more, oh, you know, splinter, you know, the more I'm able to kill, the more great. They're like, oh, he's a grand grandmaster, you know, you know, our, our position become more esteemed and, and we can still earn a good living in our golden years doing martial arts because, you know, it because our, our position uh, uh, metamorphoses and transcends to another level of higherness and has the ability to impact even more lives. Yes. You know, so. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. Can... I like what Zig Ziglar used to say. He used to say, you know, uh, uh, nowhere in the in the Bible does it say that, that uh, the word retire is in there. He said, so I'm not going to retire. I'm just going to be refired. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And, um, and you know what? I, I, you know, to all the martial arts out there that are somewhat struggling and stuff, guys, take action. Just go out there. Just start taking action. It, it really doesn't. Take a genius. I, I am not a, you know, intelligent, educated person. I don't have a college degree. You know, all my success is from hustling, you know, from being relentless. You know, I was so passionate that 
I only had martial arts. And when I was taught and shown that there can be tremendous opportunities in it, I mean, every day was pretty much history. I was just, you know, hard. I was just on hardcore. <clears throat> I was just relentless. And I just wanted to be successful in what I did. And I just visited every successful school, rubbed elbows with a lot of school owners, went, went there, went here, visited this event, went to that seminar, went to that person's school, and then learned everything, bring back just you know what? Long as you are taking action and learning, and what you're learning, put it into action, you will succeed. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It reminds me of, and I think the, uh, and maybe this is too early, but but I I, I really want to talk about also the um, the the Spark program uh, that you guys have created because, and I think this fits into what we're talking about. You talk about taking action. This system allows you to take action in the front end, but then also on the back end as well. And I, I kind of jokingly say this is this is you know my take on it. I don't know why you guys called it a, why you guys named it Spark membership, but I, I just you know I, I just say that it only takes a spark, and it only takes a spark to create an idea and to create a, a movement or a fire, you know that type of thing. And I think what you guys have done with the Spark membership software is is going to allow martial arts school owners to actually focus in on their on their school uh, meaning that they're going to be able to spend more time and more energy uh, uh, giving it to their clients than they will have ever been able to do before because Ali, you uh, you said this in the beginning that we've given up multiple softwares in order to switch over to spark and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw this out. Uh, I was using um, a software called Entreport, which is kind of like Infusionsoft. I switched over to that probably six years ago. Prior to that, I was using a martial arts software, but it wasn't allowing me to do the, the online marketing things that I wanted to do. Not only did I get rid of Entreport when I went to Spark, I got rid of a program called Teamwork, which allowed me to create uh, tasks for my team, um, you know, reoccurring tasks and, uh, and uh, you know, daily tasks and those type of things. Uh, I was using um, um, Outlook, which, you know, was a program that I could do my scheduling and those type of things. So, um, and then, gosh, what am I, uh, my billing software, because I couldn't use Entreport to do billing. I had a billing software that I was using. Text. So there were four or five different software uh, that I am able to get rid of. And I did the calculations, okay? So I was paying close to... Um, uh, close to $550 for all the software that I was using. And when I switched over to Spark, uh, as at, at the time of this recording right now, and I want to preface that, at the time of this recording, the Spark software uh, is costing me, I should say, my investment is only $199 a month. Um, now, in order to do some of the texting capabilities inside of Spark, obviously, currently right now in this recording, and I keep saying that because it may change in the future, but uh, I get, uh, you know, X number of texts. And then if I want more, then I, I just pay a little bit more. But it's like pennies, pennies on the dollar um, to do that. And so I, I am literally saving money just by switching over uh, to the Spark platform, not to mention all the other things that go along with it. My question to you with regard to Spark is what was what was it? that made you guys um, decide to create this type of software 
for school owners, because I'm believing it probably was the uh, the passion that you have for school owners, and you wanted to solve your own problems um, on the back end and then the front end and inside of the school. And so therefore you perfected it in that way and to be able to give it to uh, other individuals. I'll shut up, I'll let you speak. Sir, it's basically the same, same thing. I mean, there was, we wanted to do a lot of things that we just couldn't do it on one platform. And the old software that we were using, it, it was just outdated. It was lagging. And um, <clears throat> they never did anything to update the features. And, and just, you know, we are true martial artists with the mindset of Kaizen and Kanai, constant and never-ending improvement. And um, Master Ronsell and I, I said, we said to ourselves, listen, let's create something that's going to allow school owners to be where they mostly want to be, which is out on the floor spending time with their students. Okay, instead of doing this tedious administrative stuff, which we know in today's technology era can be automated. Like, for example, when you get lead-in, we have to call them. We have to chase them. We get an appointment. Yay! And after we get an appointment, we call them, make sure they're coming. You coming? You coming? Okay? And then they don't show up. You're like, oh. So you chase them again for another appointment. I mean, now in Spark, that's all automated. I mean, if they're going, if they saw your school somewhere, most likely they saw it on the web or on Facebook. Give them an offer they can't refuse. We all know two things that makes people buy products is a great offer and and um, no risk. That's why all these little product commercials, you see, oh, it's not $99.99 and it's not $49.99. It's not $29.99. It's only $9.99. With a 30-day money-back guarantee. So that makes the consumer go, wow, that's only 9 bucks. That's a pretty darn good deal. Ah, if I don't like it, I'll return it in 30 days. But do you know what the statistics of the return is? Oh, my God, nobody ever returns it. But the buy um, risk is so low, everybody buys it. That's why those commercials are everywhere because it works. So if, if they're going to see in, uh, your school, give them an offer they can't refuse. And then... It's such a great offer, $10 for six weeks in uniform. They're like, oh, I'll do it. And then why why don't you have another link in there that they can schedule their own class? And then that comes into a software where the software starts a sequence of making sure they come. Plus, these day and age, gentlemen, who picks up phones? Nobody picks up their phones anymore. It's all texting. It's all social media. So why not have your software confirm their appointment through those sources of texting it through on social media and then when you confirm them give them an opportunity that says okay confirm or that says reschedule me so if, if they want to reschedule their appointment they do it on their own you don't have to call them because they didn't show up this is what technology should be doing that process right there if it's automated do you know how much time that will save a school owner or program director Program director, they can focus on keep getting new students. If it's a school owner, school owners can teach a better class to recruit more students for referrals or yeah. make make every class happy. You're not out there making sure the new students are coming because Spark Software is doing that for you. And that's how a software should be working. Yeah, I have to um I have to say I had developed a thing about fifteen years ago called the DNA. Um, I don't know. Did, did he did he cut out Master Parks? Twain? Yeah, like a, yeah. His uh, his video is cut out. I think his audio is okay. 
Okay. Uh, um, there so we go. Master Park, I developed a thing called the DNA, the des- uh, Daily Necessary Activities, and it was literally a spreadsheet on every single thing my school had to do during the day, every system that I ever used. And my program managers had to tick the box and check the box and yeah, look at yeah, the box. Yeah. And, and it was yeah. a really, it was really great because I didn't let anything get unturned, but my program managers would find a way to ignore what to do because they were overwhelmed. Right. So now with sparks and all the automations that Dwayne and I said, singular spark, spark, um, with spark, um, I, uh, I actually have automated so much, which we had in our other software. And, um, you know, we now have less work for our program managers and and less for them to skip out on or screw up on. And it gives them the freedom, like you said, to focus on the things most important, customer service, customer acquisition. That's it. Retail sales. Those are my three functions for my desk people. Um, Of course, some billing and contract signing and all that stuff. But um, but yeah, it's freed us up. And and me as an owner, I'm addicted to my app, my Spark app. You know, I'm on Spark app. I'm on there every day checking my stats, what I sold, who signed up. I mean, for me, it just gives me a, a control over everything that I love to see st- statistic wise. Dwayne and I are very nerdy when it comes to statistics. We love seeing stats, love reading our stats, love analyzing our performances. Spark has allowed us to do that and put it all in one place. So thank you very much for setting this up. And, and then the, the student app is so powerful. I mean, for example, I mean, when we have testing, I mean, we're testing hundreds of students and no matter I send them a link and email to pay for testing, you always have that group of parents that's lining up at the reception counter to pay testing. And right. Even taking in payments, even though we have a streamlined and spark, it's still tedious, timing, waste. Now with the student app, I look at that line, I go, parents, open up your student app and pay for testing. Thank you. Bye. Right. And the whole line, about 15 parents waiting to pay testing, disappears with a snap by telling yeah. them, open up your student app in Spark and pay for your testing. So that's right there alone is so powerful yeah you know before we get off gentlemen there's one thing i really like to um leave with um you know quite often i talk to school and say oh you know if i use um oh it's a little bit more or if they you know sign up with pitbull to the price of the oh you know oh just a statement fee yearly i'm gonna wind up paying a little bit more this and that you know, you can't have that scarcity mindset. Right. Okay. You have to think about how much efficiency, because there are certain things that money cannot buy, which is time. And you can't put a price tag on certain things. But if you are putting a price tag on that, with that type of mindset, that's why you're not growing. Yes. Okay. I mean, if you feel really think, you know, okay, uh, our, our, our processing partner, let's say, charges $5 a month statement fee. Oh, at the current, I'm not paying that. Oh, you know, that's that's $5 times 12. That's like, uh, gee, that's like 55 bucks more oh, over five years. That's going to be hundreds of dollars I'm paying more. Maybe this spark is not for me. I mean, I, you, you, you can't have that kind of mindset. You know? Well, not only, not only that, there's, there's – uh other ways to make more money um, than there is to lower your costs on, because you can only lower your costs to a certain degree. And then you have to have, there's, there's going to be fixed costs in, 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 in running a school anyway. So 
Is it a bad idea to take inventory and lower what you can lower? Sure. But I don't know if you spend as much time on that as you should spend on, hey, how about breast cancer month and doing this? Or how every single month has some sort of theme. Why not do that and spend your energy on those things to make exponential, uh, uh, exponentially more money than uh, trying to you know, chime off this and chime off that? You know, when people are looking elsewhere for to replace their current thing, Let's say in this case, they're looking to replace their current software. They're looking to replace their current software because it is insufficient in yes. doing something that is causing your business not to run smoothly. How much is that costing you? How much money are you losing on that aspect of it rather than, oh, if I use this platform, it's going to be a little bit more in that sense. I think there's a lot more loss than to be gained. And I think we need to really start thinking on other format of what can I gain that is non-monetarily that you can't put a price tag on if I do this and if I don't do that. So, so with closing, I know you got to go and you're back on the road again too. Um, we did have a few listener questions and one question was, um, where do you see your schools being in five and 10 years from now? And, and an add on to the same question was, what difference do you notice from now and 10 years ago in the martial arts? I think, I think one of the most important thing is um, use technology to grow your school. And when I say use technology, grow your school, these day and age, um, business owners are given a technology platform to constantly create new customers. And when I say create new customers, I'm talking about literally having the power at the tip of your finger to have your own reality TV show to sell your products and your services. And I think a lot of school owners don't realize that. I mean, if you were given a platform to have your own reality TV show and have a hit TV show like the Kardashians, you'd love that, right? Or... How about having a platform that you can have your own TV commercials? How would you make that? Well, you know what? That's what social media marketing has done for you. It's not just a lot of people think, oh, social media is about posting pictures of my baby and my vacation and my new Ferrari. Oh, what I'm doing. It's not. From a business owner's point of view, it is a platform to constantly create interest to create new customers. And, and yeah, no, I love it. Hey, let me ask you one more thing. Um, for those that are on the live broadcast and, you know, listen, they're going to listen to the podcast later. They don't have the, uh, the, the live opportunity. Um, if they go to uh, sparkmembership.com, is that where they can get more information about the software? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. And is there any other, is there any trial, uh, offers at this moment or they just sign up or how does that work? Um, yes. Our, the first 30 day is a dollar. And the reason we do that is gives the school owner a uh, migration process an opportunity also to really get to know the software and give them ample time to transfer data. Talk about data. That's one of the things a lot of school owners are very worried about. And that's their biggest fear. Oh, yep. the migration is going to be a headache. Actually, that's not, that's the least. It's probably because of previous um, experience 
negative experience they had migrating from to the old software, what they're currently using, and their fear is they're going to um, experience that same, um, you know, pain in the butt. But actually, it's very smooth transition. I mean, technology has advanced. Matter of fact, we'll even do that for you. I mean, yep. we'll, we'll transfer your data from your old software to Spark. It's, it's a real easy process. I mean, we have schools that sign up and their old data is imported into Spark in a matter of days. Yeah, yeah. So what is the what is the $1 trial? Uh, how do they get that? It's actually, you know, first month for a dollar, and they have to use a code called dollar start. Dollar start. Yep, that's it. Okay, okay so what I'll do is I'll make sure that it uh, this uh, is in the program notes for those that are uh, actually listening to the podcast. So you would just go to schoolownertalk.com forward slash uh, one nine one i believe it's our 190 uh first podcast sir so uh they go to schoolundertalk.com forward slash 191 and uh, there'll be a link to uh, sign up for sparks or check it out or excuse me spark uh and check it out and then uh and what was the code again so i can write it down dollar start dollar start all right I'll make sure that that is in there as well. Allie, any final thoughts before we uh, tell Grandmaster goodbye? It was a great call. I just want to say thank you, Grandmaster Parks. It was an honor. I'm so happy to be here with you today. And I I took away a lot of really great gems that I'm going to actually get back to doing. One of them I just want to point out was that uh, we need to talk to our our parents and the students more about our value of spirituality, honor, integrity, in our own schools, just to educate them more. It's not something that they even understand. I don't want to say, you know, they don't get it because obviously they don't because it's not common these days, right? It's not part of the generational um, process. And the other thing was, uh, what do we do to define who we are as martial artists? What is a martial artist? What what are we? Like, why do we respect ourselves? Why is it important to wear our uniform? Why do we bow and act a certain way? That's another thing to share with parents. And um, I loved your general law of business. I talk about it in my martial art book that I wrote about business rules, having rules for your business, but general laws within your school for your business, for your practices, whatever it may be. I think that that's a phenomenal lesson for the listeners. So Super happy to share this time with you, and I really thank you very much for being on with us. That was my pleasure. Uh, lastly, I'd like to invite all the listeners. We do have a resource page, and I, uh, Master Ron Stone, I've done tons of lives in there, just literally giving away free content. It's It's been changed to actually, it used to be martial arts business basics. Now it's been changed to martial arts business growth. So um, request to join that page, and I'm happy to add you, and Take a look at a lot of our live video, and there's some phenomenal information in there that normally people have to pay thousands of dollars to get, but that's how we give back. This is, you know, what we're doing. And that's All right, I'll make sure that I put a link uh, inside of the show notes for this as well so that they can uh, get access to that Facebook page too. Excellent. Gentlemen, thank you very much. And school owners out there, hey, I'm here. If you need me, I'm here. Feel free to turn to me message me and i'll be happy to connect with you awesome thank you sir have a great day great talking with you great talking to you Dwayne.